Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Hashim the Beat, Xavier Henry, Joey Devine, Dominique Jones, Tony Roten, Jordan Adams, Sean Keane. Jarrell Martin, Wade Baldwin the fourth, musical guest Mariah Carey, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Sean Keane, he's here too. How are you, Sean? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. We're back from Thanksgiving break. Yeah, a lot has uh, happened. Has it? Eh, I mean, a lot happened yesterday. LeBron really got the... thrown out of his first game ever, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah, like, how did he not just get thrown out? I don't know. I feel like LeBron kind of tries to fight guys, and he yells at the refs a lot. Steph Curry has one more ejection than LeBron James in wow. his career, and I, in like half the career time. To be fair, uh, LeBron's not flinging his filthy ass mouthpiece all over the arena like God, some people are. Weirdly germaphobic you are about Steph's mouthpiece. I just hate. I keep it in your mouth, buddy. Um, yeah, he got thrown out. I couldn't tell what he did. He must have. He must have said "motherfucker," right? No, the. The quote to the pool reporter afterwards from the ref was like, he threw an air punch that almost hit me. Oh. 
I guess I did not watch a close-up of it. I watched kind of a long shot of him getting arrested. Uh, it didn't seem like he was, like, in the guy's direction. I don't know. It seemed to me like the guy kind of just wanted to throw LeBron James out of the And game. he didn't have a technical before that. That I'm unsure of. Yeah, I think he got straight ejected, though. Crazy. Um, I mean, the NBA does hate air punching, which is why there's no place in the league... Serge Ibaka anymore. <laughs> hey, <laughs> fake tough guys. Oh, he's like in to... Toronto, Sean. Oh, oh, he he got a lucrative multi-year contract. This <laughs> there's plenty of plays for him. Uh, Joey, can you turn yourself down very slightly? You're just barely redlining. Okay. All right. Up or down, down. A little bit. Down. You're perfect now. This is good. Yeah. Oh, I didn't do anything. Oh, well, it's redlining a little bit. That's all. All right. How about now? Uh, that's right up at the max. That's good. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, he got tossed. LeBron, the bad guy, right? Enemies of Trump, that's what happens. You get thrown in, in NBA <laughs> jail. You get ejected. Uh, it's okay. We're all going to die in a nuclear uh, disaster. <laughs> right. And like the last tweet is going to be like trying to get even with like Pete Sampras. Or something because he tried to like he tried to steal his girl at the 92 US Open or something right like should we be going back into like I feel like Trump is going to be rehashing more feuds uh, um, Sean there's a problem uh, Trump would never feud with Pete Sampras for one reason only because uh, Pete Sampras is white yes uh, that, that, is that makes sense that makes sense but he had yeah, like he and James Blake. Like I bet I bet Trump has like tried to get James Blake thrown out of a restaurant in New York before or something. Right? He's racist. <laughs> I think look, I you know who I think Trump is gonna feud with next? Who's that? I think it's gonna be Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> it's gonna be like, I don't even think are you going my are you going my way? I'm not going your way. Sad. Yeah, That'll yeah. Be <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, Lisa Bonet forced to leave Cosby Show because of pregnancy. Sad. Bad example. Or he like <laughs> goes goes in hard on the Divergent movies to take a shot at Zoe Kravitz. Uh, <laughs> X-Men first class. <laughs> Worst X-Men ever. Second, ba very bad. Second class at best. People are no, saying. That's too clever. <laughs> that second is too class clever. is too clever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see him going after Lenny Kravitz. It could happen. <laughs> I uh. mean, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz is like a step, the next step down from LeVar Ball from a fame level, right? Well, Lenny Kravitz is a step up from LeVar Ball fame level, right? But not relevancy. I'm I'm just saying, like, LeVar, uh, like, the President of the United States feuding with LeVar Ball. All right, is... this is our next trivia question. <laughs> yeah. Who's more famous, LeVar Ball or Lenny Kravitz? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easily Lenny Kravitz. He was in the Hunger Games, dog. He was in the Hunger Games. Fair point. I forgot he was in the Hunger Games. He got beaten to death 
while she was taking an elevator down to the Hunger Games. Yeah, and I'm spoiler I alert. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Catching Fire yet, well, I, I, what can I tell you? You're just not. I guess you just don't care about the fate of uh, Panem. Is that what the the, ta- the place is called? I don't know. I only watched the Stanley Tucci part. Yeah, just the. the <laughs> I would love to have. Wouldn't that be great if he was the guy that announced the picks at the draft this year? Caesar would, from the Hunger Games. I think Caesar <laughs> from the Hunger Games should, frankly, be. He's the only person that. Look, I love Roz. Mm-hmm. I love uh, um, Kristen Ledlow. Yeah. They're great. They're very good at their jobs. Uh-huh. We can find other better jobs for them. In fact, uh, I mean Roz should be. She's like, now that Doris Burke has broken through, I feel like Roz is like two or three years away from, I mean, she could she could be a better game analyst than many people on TNT now, I'm going to say. But I think and I'm Caesar, talking about Reggie Miller. I'm talking about Reggie Miller. I think Stanley Tucci as Caesar from The Hunger Games should be permanent sideline reporter. For yeah. <laughs> how, he how should much... also replace Charlie Rose. <laughs> See that would be great, and like I feel like as as sort of amoral as Caesar is, uh, I I do think he believes in consent. I do. I, I think so he'd be respectful. Um. Anyway, this was a weird uh, tangent we just went on. Um. The NBA, Sean. <laughs> That's right. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Also, just round ball rock. Uh. If you you everyone listening to this knows this, but on we're on Twitter. Round Rock Pod. You can write to us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page. I don't necessarily know what having an active Facebook page does, but I think that it will make Russian bots listen to us. So, Oh, good. Yeah. Um, also, this, uh, I, will send, I will send you a free sticker if you email or DM us your address. Um Again, I am still very behind. I have not sent out some in a long time. And uh, I know there are people waiting for stickers. And uh, sorry. God, what a sad way to start. I'm going to send that was, stickers that was... out tomorrow. <laughs> that was really depressing. I never want to have to do that again. <laughs> just just like just self-abasement to start the podcast off. Uh, Sean, is there something you want to plug at the top of the show? Uh, yeah, I just want to plug, well, that punchline show on December 20th. Yeah, if you're that's in the, the San Francisco area, <laughs> I mean, you could fly in, hypothetically, from Latvia, if you were listening to the podcast from there, but I understand it's close to the holidays. Uh, it might be a tough time to travel. But if you're in San Francisco, check it out. Wednesday, December 20th, uh, at the punchline in San Francisco. And then um, I will also be there. Yeah, and I've 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 switched. I'm now writing an NBA referee column uh, instead of an NFL referee column, and I think this week's is uh, pretty good. There's a lot of good stuff in it, so it'll be out the same time this podcast is. Great. Um. All right. Any Thanksgiving news you want to get to before we talk about (laughs) basketball? Look, I'm I'm gonna be totally honest with the uh, the listening audience here. Uh, I was on the road for five days, yeah. basically, and have watched zero basketball. And all the basketball I have, um, it's all been Twitter. So I'm yeah. I'm a little behind 
admittedly. What? I'm behind on stickers and enjoying the NBA. So it's yeah. great that I host this podcast. <laughs> and this it it may be the first time this has happened since we started the podcast, but the Warriors lost twice in a week. Yeah. On a on a Wednesday and a Monday. And uh I mean losing to the Thunder was not that big a surprise. The Thunder had a pretty good game. Um but the uh, the loss to the Sacramento Kings was somewhat shocking, except... Everyone were... was hurt. Well, and you remember that Vince Carter has just destroyed the Warriors over and over again since they traded him away in 1998. It's yeah. like like even old Vince Carter lights it up against them. Um, he dunked. He dunked My in that favorite... game. My favorite... This is the second time <laughs> old Vince Carter has dunked on the Warriors in recent yeah. memory. The one uh, last year was like Oh uh, okay such then last, a throw down, I think right? he's old he old Vince Carter has dunked every time then. Yeah. Because there's a very specific play I will never forget old Vince Carter pulled on rookie Draymond Green oh. when he was in Dallas where he pretended to be hurt. <laughs> so Draymond Green ignored him in the corner and then he like pretended to pull his hamstring or something and like fake limped to the corner. Uh-huh. So Dray- rookie Draymond Green ignored him and went somewhere else, probably go to go help David Lee on Dirk. Yeah. And then cut back door for a dunk and then did the motorcycle celebration in Draymond Green's face. <laughs> it's the most disrespectful anyone has been <laughs> to Draymond Green in his entire pro career. Oh man, it's so he had there's a great um, Vince Carter is doing a great uh, periodic diary for the undefeated this year. And, I mean, well, the last one was not that exciting because Vince Carter missed two weeks because he was passing kidney stones. That's not fun. Um, he talked about how he was breaking away for the dunk and that he was, he was like, very confident that he could have landed a windmill dunk. But he was just talking about the calculus of how much worse it is for him to miss as an old man compared to the upside of doing a cool dunk. And so (laughs) he was just like, I have to make this dunk. Like that is, that's gotta be my top priority. And, uh, but in hindsight, he realizes that Andre Iguodala kind of let him do the dunk. And so now Mm -hmm. he's like, I could have tried something fancier, but he was just like, I completely agree with this philosophy. He just wanted to land the dunk and not get it blocked. So, yeah. Anyway, he, uh, Vince Carter beating the beating up on the Warriors. Um, didn't he win the yeah. dunk contest in Oakland too? Yeah, that's that's in Oakland. Yeah. yeah. They. Uh, anyway, why are we talking about this? We have yeah. real news to talk about. We have big news. Um, yeah. Uh, major news, in fact. Sean, yeah. Do you want to do you want to run us through some news here? Yeah. So here's first the- off, robot, play the news drop. Yeah. This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. Yes. Yeah, so this is. This is, I would say, the biggest NBA story, but specifically the biggest round ball rock story because, uh, well, the Memphis Grizzlies fired 
coach, David Fisdale, uh, who was, at the time of his firing, number two on the Wilkoff standings uh, behind Stan Van Gundy. Um, I guess my first question is, was this our fault? Like, if he was still leading the Wilkoff, would he still be the head coach? I don't think it's our fault. I think it's Marc Gasol's fault, but yeah, yeah. we probably do share some blame. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not we're not blameless. We're just not the most blameful. Uh yeah, so no. so Memphis had lost, I think, eight in a row. They started the season five and one, and now they are eight and twelve. Uh they also And none of those games they had Mike Conley, by the way. I, I Mike think Conley that's... is five and or no, he's five and two. So he the first game of the loss the losing streak Mike Conley was there. But he's been wow. out. Oh, he's missed that much time? Yes. Yeah. Um well let's let I mean if you're uh yeah, you can look at the people that were playing for this team. So I guess they were kind of bad at the end of last year too, but uh yeah, they're so yeah, so Mike Conley, their their best player, one of the highest paid players in the NBA, has not played at all. Marcus All has played but has been kinda ass like he he has not been too good but um in the last game they played uh they they benched Marcus Ole in the fourth quarter when they were playing the Brooklyn Nets now granted they were down 14 points going into the fourth quarter and only lost by 10 but they uh apparently that really pissed them off so here's who they're starting Right now, <laughs> Jermichael Green, Chandler Parsons, uh, rookie second round pick Dylan Brooks, Marcus Ole, and Mario Chalmers, improbably still in the NBA. Um, so yeah, and after the game, Marcus Ole basically ripped David Fisdale for like 10 minutes to reporters while Memphis, I guess, apparently Memphis PR people continually kept trying to intervene and Mark's like, no, 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 I gotta say this. I was insulted. Like, like I can't believe you didn't play me in the fourth quarter. And David Fisdale got fired immediately afterwards. So... Well, I think there's something that happens in between there, I think. Oh, what was that? Which is Marcus all texting Robert Para oh, yeah. to tell him to fire David Fisdale. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like rarely this cut and dry, too. Because always it's like, well, they... They had that meeting, and then two weeks later, he was gone. This was like, we were like joking about Marcus all being a coach killer, and then Fisdale was fired already. So, yeah. so David Fisdale got um, 100 regular season games? Is that right? Something like that? 103 games? Uh, he's 50 and 51. That's his record. 50 and 51, and he was 2 and 4 in the playoffs. So uh, that just seems crazy to me but mark but but clearly marcus all said get rid of this guy right like is there any other way to well like, draw that conclusion well robert para loves firing coaches who are doing fine yeah so this this would be he robert... did it to lionel hollins he did it to Dave yeager and now he's done it to david fisdale he is he has owned the team for just over five years and this will be his fourth coach 
Um, wow, who's the coach I missed? Oh, I guess no, no, JB no, no, Bickerstaff. Yeah, JB Bickerstaff's okay. number four. So, which, by the way, how many times has JB Bickerstaff been an interim head coach? Is this, this is number four? Three at least? Because wasn't he the interim coach of the Hornets at one point? I believe he was. Uh, but his dad also, I think, had been an interim coach a couple times. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he was an interim head coach for the Rock. Okay, he's only been an interim coach once. But uh, oh, okay, I guess I was confusing him and his dad. But the other thing that's weird is that he is he's keeps taking over really early in the season too. Yeah, like that's that's. Uh, I wonder if Robert Pear is gonna try is gonna make him wear the uh, headset he tried to make Dave Yeager wear. The, Do you remember really? that story? I don't remember that. Uh, so Robert Pera tried to get Dave Yeager to wear a like NFL coach style headset so coordinators could talk to him from like. A booth. I does guess. he mean? Does he mean coordinators, or does he mean Robert Para personally? Because <laughs> Robert Para, um, he's the weirdest NBA owner, I think. Yeah, he's like, secretly. Like, well, Dolan is Dolan's, very weird. Dolan's like a very strange person, but like a lot of things about Dolan, you can you, like, you could be like, well, he's he's weirdly like not cheap, but but kind of cheap, and like. Bitter, but then you're like, well, he was really rich, and yeah, Dolan is basically he's, like in, he's in recovery, and everything about Dolan is kind of explained away by being like born rich in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. He's like Arthur. Well, and he's like he's, <laughs> he's like, Arthur. like sober Arthur. He's sober <laughs> Arthur because yeah, he had the Arthur period where it was like, wow, this guy is a real worthless guy who. Nonetheless, we'll still inherit this company once his father uh, decides to quit. And, like, what is it? Like, well, it's Madison Square Garden, which will never decline in value. Like, like he just has a bunch of businesses that just are, are impossible to ruin. Like, Yeah, he, like he has, like, a media monopoly in <laughs> New York City. Yeah, I mean, he's terrible at running the Knicks, and they make buttloads of money every single year. Um, <laughs> like it, it's it's hard to mess it up. I don't know if I dis- we've described Robert Para on this podcast this yeah. way, but I remember when I first learned about Robert Para, he's like the NBA owner version of Jay Gatsby. Well, but like he's autistic. He's like autistic. Well, sure, Jay but Gatsby. he's also like a recluse who no one is entirely sure how he got his money or how he owns the team. Yeah, well, we, it's we, unclear exactly what he wants. He rehired Chris Wallace. Yeah, like <laughs> he's like a he's I think thirty eight years old. He's a billionaire. He's from the Bay Area. He went to um I think he went to Sacred Heart. In, he uh, challenged Michael Jordan to a game one on one. Don't forget that. And then he challenged Tony Allen, yes, his employee his to own, a game of one on one. Yeah, he um, apparently in high also school also has bragged about being the only owner who can dunk. I believe. I think he might. Well, he is six three, and he was on the high school basketball team. Except he had to sit out a year because he had a horrible heart valve problem. Um, apparently, from my sources at this high school. 
uh, used to just hang out, but like like in lunch, he would just like shoot three pointers by himself the whole lunch period and stuff. Sounds about right. So Did, he, was he wearing a shooting sleeve then? I mean, probably not. But it, well, it was, was the he wrong wearing those era. shoes that make you jump higher? Well, he was he was in high school. Bef- he's too he's too old. Like right, he was out was of high he... school by the time people were wearing shooting sleeves. Yeah, but was he wearing those shoes that uh, Kramer wore that make you jump higher? Uh, I mean, I'm sure he owns them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was, but he was actually on the basketball team. Now, granted, at like a small Catholic school, but you know. Um, anyway, he's he has done an objectively terrible job. As the Memphis owner, however, you would not know that from his Wikipedia page. Can I read you an excerpt from his yes, Wikipedia please. page? Building on the successes of his predecessor, Michael Heisley, Para has made significant investments into the Grizzlies, bolstering its business and basketball operations teams and transforming the Grizzlies into a world-class organization. Under Para's stewardship, the Grizzlies have experienced success, including a club-record 56-win season and the club's first appearance in the Western Conference Finals. The Grizzlies won more playoff games during the first two years of Para's tenure than during the 17 seasons prior. Now... Was this Wikipedia page edited by Robert Para? Look, or a Robert Para underling? I think it's the the latter because I recognize the pros from alleyoop.com himself, John Hollinger, <laughs> anywhere I hear it. He's <laughs> like, you used also, to blog, it's right? hilarious to call John Hollinger... <laughs> Alleyoop.com. <laughs> what if that had? What if that had stayed? Like he's like, no, I'm not going to become basketball prospectus. Alleyoop.com. Um, I'm also not going to go to ESPN.com. I run Alleyoop.com. <laughs> Are there any bloggers? Nah, bro. Just uh, just a bunch of alley- basketball alleyoopers. You know. <laughs> that name for people that write about basketball on the internet. Um, um, but yeah, can... no. I... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I want to just I want to look at Para's record as an owner. So here are the, here are the first round picks mm-hmm. they've had since he took over the team. Tony. This Roden. is what I wanted to talk yeah. about. So it's it's Tony Roden, <laughs> Jordan Adams, Jarrell Martin. Wade Baldwin the fourth and uh Deontay Davis, who they traded a twenty nineteen mm-hmm. first round pick to draft at the end of the first round. Um yeah. are any of those guys good? No. Like like Wade Baldwin's all Tony Rowan is very good in video games for some reason. Mm-hmm. But not good in real life. <laughs> so other things they've done, they do a, they like occasionally do Stuff they like. hit on second round picks and uh, undrafted free agents. It seems like a like lot. Jim Michael Green, I think they got in the second round. Yeah. Um, they also traded Quincy Pondexter and a number one for Jeff Green. Uh, they Ooh. traded Jared Bayless for Courtney Lee, basically, and then traded Courtney. That's a Lee. good trade. Yeah, and then they traded Courtney Lee for PJ Harrison. That's a bad trade. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, their biggest free agent signings have been Chandler Parsons, who got a four-year max Bad. deal. Uh, Brandon Wright, 
good. Uh, Injured, right? I mean, but he, good. He, he's when he played, plays, he's good. But he's played like 12 games for them in like oh, three then years. Uh, then ben, ben McLemore. <laughs> bad. He is terrible. And then Tyreek Evans. Good. Yeah, that was a good signing. He's only on a one-year <laughs> deal for like $3 million. Um, that is That is a... Like anything that the Grizzlies have done that has been good uh, does not seem like it was moves under his stewardship. You know, it kind of seems like the difference between them from like 2012 to 2014 is like, um, it feels like it's Mike Conley being 27 years old instead of 25 years old. You know what I mean? Like, like it's. For a guy who allegedly spent all day shooting three pointers mm-hmm. at lunch, yeah, uh, their shooting has gotten worse under Para. It seems like, based on the things you've read to me. Yeah, it. I mean, who who is their? Well, let's see who is their best. Well, and also he refused to give Tony Allen one dollar more than the minimum to bring him back. The most popular player in franchise history and it's not like they have a ton of wing depth right now of like guys that they're playing like andrew harrison wayne selden i mean they're their best three-point shooter is chandler parsons who is shooting very well this year but mm-hmm. has not who fought steven jackson over this firing for some reason mm-hmm. uh i don't even you know, we know Wait, he, side he, I... he fought with steven jackson over this firing Stack Jack, you didn't see that? No. They were in like a huge fight on Instagram. Well, uh, because <laughs> where Stack Jack was defending Fizdale and attacking Chandler Parsons for kind of no reason. Oh, um, so which Stack Jack was defending Fizdale. Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently Bickerstaff is like part Chandler's favorite coach. He was cuz he was his coach in Houston. And apparently he's like the biggest bigger staff fan. So yeah, the Grizzlies are choosing Mark Gasol and Chandler Parsons over David Fisdale. Um Yeah. I'm... I mean I understand choosing Mark Gasol over a coach, I guess. Um Yeah. It's just weird because you have to deal with him for five more years or whatever he's signed for. Yeah, they're really locked into this team that is not too good. Also they should blow it up. Look, I'm normally anti-blow-up a right. good team because I, as someone who rooted for a really terrible team for so long, uh, I actually am a person who believes that making the playoffs at year after year is worthwhile. Uh-huh. Um, but they should blow this team up, actually. I mean, they, so through, let's just, just looking at the 2019-20 season, two years from now, uh, that year Mike Conley will be making $32.5 million, and Parsons will be making $25 million, Marcus Hull will be making twenty five point six, And so that is, <laughs> that's a good $83 million for those three guys. And then, I mean... I guess Deontay Davis and Wayne Selden would still be cheap. I don't know if those guys are like NBA players. So here's what Steven Jackson said, by the way. He posted on Instagram. uh, It's just text. You give 100 million to a guy that don't even care about the game or winning, but you expect a coach to make a miracle happen. 
and then the uh, the text is shout out Coach Fizdale. You can't want it more than the players you coach. Can't go to war with no soldiers. How do you expect him to win with no dogs on his team and PG hurt? Fixed fight if you tell me. Fire Chandler Parsons. Wow. Um, and then Chandler Parsons responded, but I can't find the response. It doesn't matter. They went back and forth. That's because, of course, if you mention Chandler Parsons' name on Instagram, uh, you're he's going to answer you. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be distracted by exercising or watching game film. So, yeah, he'll be ready yeah, to get back to you pretty be, fast. The only thing he'll be uh, distracted by is uh, being a lech. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are... So, like- okay, here's what Chandler Parsons said. He said, it's wild to me that someone who's been in my shoes knows how hard it is to get here and knows how bad injuries suck to hate so hard. You mad I can provide for my family? I don't love the game because I had three knee surgeries? You make no sense and sound bitter. NBA is a brotherhood. Stop hating. And then Steven Jackson said, you not my brother. Sorry all basketball players ain't cool facts. I've been better than you and still is. The fact is it sucks to see guys to make coaches look bad because they don't want to give 110%. I love the game. Always have. We didn't take well, we didn't take the same path. We're completely diff. It's not a brotherhood like you think as much as I've been hated because I speak facts. Anybody would want me over you as a teammate. I hate to see where the game is headed. I'm from Port Arthur, Texas. You wouldn't know the path I took. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, and then he also posted a bunch of other stuff. One's a video. I'm not going to watch the video right now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Steven Jackson going in on Chandler Parsons. Uh, Man, that's uh, look, I mean, I know. Look. Even of course, I'm. I look. I will side with Stephen Jackson against Tan- Chandler Parsons, no matter the day of the week. Yeah, so it's. But I mean, who's who's a team Parsons? Like besides Instagram models, like, Joel and even, Embiid, even they're kind of right? sick of him. Embiid likes him. They're friends. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Just <laughs> it does like. And it's not, I guess it's not really Chandler Parsons' fault he got fired, but maybe he, I don't know. I've oh, it's Marcus Saul's fault he got fired. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I there wonder. There is a specific person at fault here. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that the new coach happens to be Chandler Parsons' buddy, too. You know what I mean? But, yeah, here's. But I mean, but also, like, they can't trade those guys. to Chandler Parsons. It's not like he signed an extent. He tricked uh, an evil man into signing an extension two years before his contract was up, and then immediately demanded a trade yeah. like Stephen Jackson did. <laughs> That's true. It would if that had happened in like more of an internet era. I don't even know, but. <laughs> I mean, um, and the good thing Chandler Parsons is a really great, hilarious pinata for CJ McCollum every couple of yeah. months. So that's that's credit to Chandler Parsons for that. But um, yeah. I mean, Jesus, the Grizzlies, where's the hope? Like, like what players are going to improve? I think and they've be... got to trade Marcus All. Yeah, it just doesn't even seem like they they'd get that much. I think they could get. 
like Valanchunas, one of those young Toronto bigs, uh-huh. and then a pick from Toronto. I could see that. I could see maybe the Washington Wizards trying to make a move for him. But... Like Oubre and Gortat yeah. in a pick. And I th- the thing that really sucks is the Grizzlies do not have their first-round pick in 2019. Right? It's with Boston has it? I think Boston has it. It's from the Jeff Green trade? They could no, get no, no, it no. back for, from Boston. It's for the Deontay Davis one. They could get it back. They God, could get their pick back for him. Getting from their own pick back. That's so that's so depressing. <laughs> and then they're gonna like non tender Deontay Davis next year or something. God, uh, what a oh man. Conley's Just, the one I don't think is tradable, actually. No, even I mean, though Yeah, but you hope to a, match salary too. That's the that's the thing. Like they're that's that's the problem get. with Conley, is that Conley I don't think is tradable only because of his contract. He has four years left. How many games did he play last year? Not that many. I mean, he broke his back last year. That's not good. I mean, if I were... I'm not a doctor, but it's a bad injury. If I were the Pelicans, I'd be trying to figure out how to get Mike Conley right now. Ooh. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they'd have to... They'd have to maybe lose Alexis Ajinka. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Omar Rasik. Man. Uh, well, he I mean, another only, place. He only missed 13 games last year, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm a little harsh. Actually, you know, oh, they probably can't make the money match. But you know who should trade for Mike Conley? Who's the that? Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh my God! Yeah, they'd have to trade like Tristan Thompson or something. Tristan Thompson and Isaiah Thomas, and I guess for the Mike Brooklyn Conley. pick. <laughs> but you, you can't give up the Brooklyn pick. Not for Mike Man. Conley. <laughs> um, but he's like an Ohio hero, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, man. I mean, he's still going to be pretty good. He's this is old, but the back end of that contract's bad. But yeah, but he's seems, still he's still only thirty. Yeah, it kind of seems like on a playoff team, it's not really that big a deal if you miss Mark twenty to twenty five games. Too. Yeah, dude, and he does not really seem like a a guy that's going to age real gracefully. Just don't have <laughs> you know what I mean? the rights for that younger Gasol. Uh, Did the Lakers have his rights? I, do, I don't believe he plays organized basketball. <laughs> he but, was at UCLA. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he's played. I assumed he was in, like, medical school or something. <laughs> uh, it would be so funny if the Grizzlies traded Marcus Gasol. His name play- is for- Adria Gasol. Yeah, it would be so funny if the Grizzlies traded Marc Gasol for Adria Gasol and Brooke Lopez. Oh, my God. The rights to Adria Gasol and Brooke Lopez. Uh, he, he was a center for UCLA. Let's see what Hoops Hype says about him under the Adria Gasol tag. Uh, it's Five years old, this article. Um, 
his <laughs> apparently he once commented on a Reddit post when he was a freshman at UCLA. I have to get more athletic, but it's pretty hard to do when my body is still in the process of growing. It sucks, and I probably won't get any playing time this year, but I'll still fight and work <laughs> to be the best I can be. Fuck, the Gasols are so dope. Even when they're killing coaches, I love the Gasols. Uh, he was not drafted. It does not appear that he was um, Good on the basketball. basketball. I don't think he was on the team after his freshman year, actually. And he did not play that freshman. I don't think he. I don't think he ever played college basketball. But I don't know. I mean, he's. Oh, he has. Oh, he. Oh, he. He just left. He just went back to Spain after that year. Okay. Yeah. He is. He's playing with a team called CB Saint-Flenunc. I don't know what that means. All right. Uh, Adrian yeah. Gasol. All right. He'll be a throw-in. He'll be a throw-in this year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sorry, Grizzlies and Grizzlies fans, especially shout out to, uh, our friend Keith over at fast break breakfast. Tough time. Will lead us into keeping David Fisdale as the leader of the woke off for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, now not in the NBA. So, well, here's what I'm, here's he could what be I in the celebrity no, we're gonna name we're gonna name the woke off after David Fisdale. Oh, that's it's gonna nice. be the Fis, Fisdale Memorial woke off uh-huh. uh, for the remainder of the year. Well, that's nice. I like um, that. Stan Van Gundy still in the lead. <laughs> Did Fisdale ever work for Stan Van Gundy? Did they overlap in with the Heat? I bet uh, they did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gonna have a job like right away, right? Isn't he going to be coaching the Suns next year? <laughs> it seems like this would... I would not consider this a negative for him. Uh, no. Especially Vince, because, like, LeBron James was tweeting about how much he got fucked. Like, everybody knows he got fucked, and everybody loves him. Yeah, and Vince Carter... Also, he gave... They're not going to rook us before we let, we let this go. They're not going to rook us is... In the pantheon of great Take that for ranks. data. They're not Take gonna that for us. data. They're not going to rook us. God damn it, Fizdale. I'm going to miss you. Uh, Vince Carter I said... I will remember you. <laughs> uh, Vince uh, Carter also said that Fizdale told his players, my job is to get you paid and get you some money in this league, which is really yeah, tight. Yeah, that's tight. He's um, going to do fine. I yeah. think he might end up back on the heat. But I mean, I bet he'll probably just hang out with his cool ass wife. Uh, yeah, and and you know, Here's Memphis what I still hope has to pay him. Right I hope he is tying a chain around a Confederate monument while listening to "Good Riddance Time of Your Life" <laughs> by Green Day as he drives the fuck out of Memphis. <laughs> This is gonna forever. <laughs> I was thinking he might like try to tear it down with his bare hands. So uh, he, um, yeah, and he'll be collecting five million additional dollars from yeah. the Grizzlies. He's dope. Good for him. Yeah, Take, get right. that money, Fizdale. Let's talk about Austin Rivers. <laughs> okay. 
so he fell on Blake Griffin. He fell on Blake Griffin and the, injured him. Uh, Doc Rivers blamed Lonzo Ball for yeah, it, who was and, nowhere near the play. Yeah, let me let me. T- I mean, he he was diving, but yeah, Austin Rivers dove into Blake Griffin's knee and knocked him out for like two months, I think. Um, let me tell you something, Doc Rivers. You lost your front office job. You're no longer the team president of the L.A. Clippers. And only the president can take a shot at Lonzo Ball for no reason to distract <laughs> from his own failure. So, Well, look, <laughs> we've said a lot of things about Doc Rivers as a dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Many not so founded, but, you know, whatever. No. Uh, um. But Austin Rivers had said a lot of things about Doc Rivers as a dad. Like, oh, he wasn't really there. It's nice to finally have him in my life. Um, look, I think he's attacking Lonzo Ball because he sees LeVar Ball and it reminds him that he wasn't there for Austin Yeah. It, in the early parts of his life. <laughs> Sorry, Doc Rivers is like the worst NBA hater there is, right? Doc, I don't even know if hater's the right word for him. But just, like, never gives anyone credit. Always, like, fucking worst. I hate him. He's terrible. (laughs) He's the only... (laughs) How does he have a job in Fizdale? Like, who's more disappointing? Like, like the the Grizzlies went out and signed a bunch of garbage players for two years. No no offense to Tyreek Evans. You're playing fine, but, like... The Clippers actually had some ambitions, and they're going to be terrible. They I mean, they lost more games in a row than Memphis did. Doc Rivers, if you want to talk about Robert Perez's poor drafting. <laughs> oh, my God. Doc Rivers essentially shot like a championship contender in the knee with his drafting. With his refusal to add or play a young player that isn't a blood relative of his? Is that what yes. you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, even the youngish guys you get, they get, you're like, wait, that's Wes Johnson. He's in his fourth year in the NBA, true. He's but he's 35 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that they're going to finish below Memphis pretty clearly, right? Yeah. I mean... I I honestly think they should. It just depends let... how long Blake is out, right? They but at this point, like, why even bring him back? He signed for four more years after this because just... he's missed so much time. Like I'm you just... have to get something out of him. <laughs> I'm just saying, just let him rehab. He can like intern at, I guess Netflix. Would he get a Netflix deal? What's the well, most? CISO's gone. Yeah, that would have been a logical fit. <laughs> uh, funnier die he's worked for already yeah crackle is that still a thing oh you know what he he's gonna get a super deluxe deal oh yeah that'll be it yeah but he can um, like rehab in the morning do sketches in the afternoon and then uh you know hit the lab you factory have, at night you have written here is Wes Johnson their best young player <laughs> And no, they have two good young players <laughs> who are but now. Doc won't play them, 
Sam Decker and uh, Montrez Harrell are good players. They're not like stars, but they're good young players who don't play for no reason. I mean, they're they're kind of gonna have to now, right? Like, is there? <laughs> I would think so. Blow I mean, up the Clippers. Blow up the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have to trade DeAndre, right? He's not coming back. Yeah, he. This is the last year of his. So, well, so so. I mean, last I think night, he's gonna opt out, but yeah. Okay, so Gallinari is back. So they're they are keeping. Oh, this is not the right box score. Sorry, I'm sorry. He's not back at all. I got confused because their first game was against the Lakers, and their last game was against the Lakers. So hold on, who's actually playing for this team? Lou Williams getting a lot of burn. Uh, can still light it up as long as he's playing the Lakers. And you can you can get a first round pick for Lou Williams. So they too. were they were starting West. Johnson. We learned that last year. Uh, Sam Decker played 15 minutes and Harrell played 10 minutes last night, and that's with Blake Griffin being injured and having to leave the game. Uh, Asinine. Willie Reed, Jawan Evans. <laughs> Willie Reed, I like Willie Reed. I actually like Jawan Evans too. Jawan Evans is a rookie. Cinderius Thornwell, rookie. So they have more young players this year for some reason. Yeah, but... they're all just, but they're all yeah because like... they got a GM. Yeah, that's why they have young <laughs> players now. <laughs> yeah, none of those guys were there three months ago. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, look, Doc, we are not going to allow you, like. What would the Fisdale Chris Paul should do? coach the Clippers. Yeah, that That's would be great. That would be so tight. Do. They'd love him. <laughs> God, he'd be he'd do so well in LA. His wife would yeah. would like already she can she can okay, she can share Blake's super deluxe deal. Right? <laughs> um all right, I'm sad for Blake Griffin. I love Blake. Yeah. Uh, well, no no. I feel I have complicated feelings towards Blake. Yeah. Trade DeAndre, trade Marcus all blow up. You know what? Just it's kind of fitting that it's time to blow up both the Clippers and the Grizzlies at right. the same time. Yeah. Right, because they're never gonna play in the playoffs again. <laughs> I was gonna say they're never gonna play each other in the playoffs again, and I'm like, I just don't see it happening in the future for Memphis. <laughs> this might I be mean, it. Memphis can make the playoffs if Conley and Gasol stay healthy for 82 games, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah, and now and there's literally nothing around them now. Well, and they're they're in too big a hole now. Same with the Clippers. Like even if Blake wasn't hurt, I think it would have been tough for them to make it. Yeah, because Gallinari got hurt. Well, I guess oh. I guess Memphis's schedule is just brutal coming up too. Yeah, so they're we, gonna lose like 15 games in a row. God, that's gonna be crazy. I heard that on Fast Break Breakfast. I should probably uh, shouts to shouts to the miserable, miserable. I feel bad for you guys. (laughs) Just looking at like, what do you you got? And they do so many podcasts too. They're gonna have to figure out so many things to say about Jerome Martin. (laughs) Oh my God! Yeah, they're they're definitely losing their next four games. They're gonna lose on the road to the Knicks. They're gonna lose to the Raptors. They might beat Oklahoma City. Um, Miami, yeah, like, Jesus, they have the Hawks on the 15th, 
and then uh, two more real losable games. They're gonna lose that Hawks game. God, that okay. So Christmas Day is <laughs> this is, is the, the kind NBA's of team the Hawks day. beat. Oh, it's absolutely the kind of team the Hawks beat. Like they. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there's gonna be an amazing like. Uh, you know how often like a star team is featured on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies get that bizarro treatment while they'll be facing the the plunging L.A. Clippers on December twenty third. Oh my! Oh <laughs> and my then, god! And then they follow that up the day after Christmas by visiting the Phoenix Suns, and then they go play the Lakers. Holy shit! I mean, they have. <laughs> These West Coast road trips, except for the Warriors this year, I mean, what's crazy is they they play like they have like a West Coast swing from December twenty sixth. We should probably talk about this now. Yeah. Uh, actually, one more sad piece of news: uh, Paul, Paul Millsap is out for three months. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> uh, it's wrist surgery. Um. But the question I really wanted to ask you, and I've been mean to ask you since this news broke five yeah. days ago. Um, Sean, you've been complaining for months <laughs> about how the Denver Nuggets have too many power forwards. Yeah. Uh, does Paul Millsap being out for three months justify their roster to you? I'm going to say somewhat, except <laughs> no, nothing, nothing explains drafting Tyler Lydon. For this team, like that, that's the thing that's because even I was watching him today, and like Trey Lyles was kind of playing, and I'm like, oh, I kind of get it. And did Wancho play? Is he back from mono yet? Wancho's playing the three now. Because yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> uh, they say that's his position. His hair is hilarious and charming. Um, <laughs> well, Jokic and Farid are fun because uh, Farid's like weirdly. It's weird that we like the Nuggets because they sort of only have one guy who can dunk. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and uh, it's Farid. Well, it's Will Farid. Barton can really dunk, actually. He can dunk. He's just not like... He's he just dunks frail. in the open floor. He's not yeah, gonna Will like... Barton's like a stick man yeah, if he, it played basketball. He's not cutting to the rim for a lob in the half-court offense. You know? Yes. So, um, so that's really fun because Jokic can throw like alley-oops from 35 feet away mm-hmm. and uh Jokic doesn't care if he's down low so it's like he and Fareed don't really get in each other's way so yeah. that's kind of fun except the Nuggets have very little depth it feels like for a team that seemed like it has a lot of players <laughs> uh I mean Wilson Chandler is has also been hurt but they they're just so thin at the three and it so it's kind of like... like yeah there's no hope too because like it seems like there are tons of centers available and zero wings. Yeah, and you look at the Nuggets and it's not even like they need a three and D guy. They need like a Duncan D wing. Yeah. Like someone someone who can kind of threaten the rim when uh you know for reasons. They, they the need a non injured Chandler Parsons. Well like like early Rockets Chandler Parsons. I mean, like they could even use like a Sam Decker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they played the jazz and for the, I only saw the first half and it was a pretty entertaining game. Just 
it's such a weird combination of guys going against another weird combination of guys where you're like, well, there's like seven Euros on the floor right now at once. Uh, but then they just got blown out, and Derek Favors scored 24 points and said that after the game yeah, that he right. wanted to show off on national TV. So a hologram scored 24 points? I'll be I honest. don't. I'll be honest, I watched the first half, and I didn't, he did not register. I was like, look, he doesn't exist. He doesn't (laughs) exist. So, so apparently ESPN, the reason they laid all those people off was to pay for the CGI Derek Favors that you guys saw tonight. So, you're welcome. (laughs) Uh, I heard the Derek Favors short before Coco really sucks. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so what I mainly wanted to talk to you about, Sean, and we're going long here, so we might need to, uh, go through this quickly. Um, the West kind of (laughs) sucks. It kind of sucks. And also, yeah, like you look at, you look at the West and you look, especially if you just look at differentials, um, the Timberwolves are not very impressive. And also, when you watch the Timberwolves, they're not very impressive. Um, yeah, and the Thunder are fucking so depressing. Well, it's it's weird. I because, hate the Thunder. Well, they're playing very badly together, and they're a bummer. Like, Roberson's a bummer. Westbrook's a bummer this year. It's kind of a bummer that Carmelo's on that team. Like, it just feels but like he's kind of... trade for Roberson. Yeah, actually, that would really help them. <laughs> The Nuggets should trade, like, two young guys for Roberson. Just, like, one of the forwards. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Well, not Wancho, but the other, one of the other ones. (laughs) Lydon, Lyles, like, like, Darrell Arthur, whatever. Just pick pick the guy you want. The Thunder could use Darrell Arthur. And Roberson will shoot a little better at altitude, right? (laughs) Doesn't that sort of happen? Uh, But, yeah, the West sucks. Yeah, there's there's like four good teams. I mean, there's and th- there's two good teams. The the Warriors and Rockets. Yeah, the Spurs are good. They're are they? Yeah, they're definitely good. Tony Parker's would coming they, back. Would they beat the war? Yeah, who cares about fucking Tony? But Kawhi, Parker? Kawhi will be back soon. He's playing five on five now. Is he coming back? I don't know, man. He's been out for a very long time. He is. He is. But this week he started playing five on five finally, so he'll be back like in January. That feels not that soon, but but it, they're they're fine. You know what I mean? They'll be they're gonna win. They're not gonna get beat in the first round. I don't think. Maybe they will, but uh, uh, and the Blazers have been very good. They have an excellent point differential as well. But there's the Blazers. I know. I'm just you know not, I mean? I'm just <laughs> saying they're they're better than all. But well, I'm I'm gonna walk that back. They're better than. I don't think they're better than the Raptors, Celtics, or Cavaliers. So they're fourth in the West right now, and I think they'd be fourth in the East right now. So, um, weird. What a weird, weird. Year. I mean, it's a weird year. I thought the Wolves would be better. I thought the Thunder would be better. The we Wolves. We thought I the mean, West was going to be like all time, but you know. The thing, the things that happen with the Wolves are Towns is incredibly. I, I'm just shocked every time at how bad 
his defense is on guys who are shooting. He oh, has, well, that, he, yeah, that's a pretty major part of defense. Of being, of being a center <laughs> as well. This guy sucks. He's pretty good at defense except when the guy he's guarding is shooting. Well, it's... <laughs> I had I had seen videos where it's like, oh, he's in the wrong place. He got tricked. He doesn't know what to do. But, like, a guy will be in front of him taking the shot, and he will not defend it. And it's like he'll jump. Is it an effort thing, or is he just like? It's it, – it doesn't really feel like he's not trying, but maybe he's not, like, applying himself or he doesn't care. Cause sometimes... Does he need LASIK? Guys will, like, there were a couple plays where Otto Porter would drive. Towns would be there. Porter would rise up and shoot, not like with a tricky move, and Towns would just jump like a full half second late to block the shot, like like not even close and just not contest things. So, like, he's playing 2K and his internet connection is slow? Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. (laughs) It feels like. It feels like me playing a game and not being totally sure what all the buttons do. And like like using the wrong uh, joystick, <laughs> like 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 the guy is temporarily flipping through menus, and then the game is playing uh, at the so Sean. Yeah, question for you. Mm-hmm. Now that you realize how bad Carl Anthony Towns is at defense, yes, uh, does it make you um? agree with that giant gorgie dang extension more <laughs> no. does it make more sense <laughs> no because he, he can't play defense either they, they're like they're tyus jones is good too which you would think would kind of solve their problem but jamal crawford is rough at this point i love jamal crawford too but uh... i love that tyus jones is good so much by the way it like Weird. It like really warms my heart in a weird way because it's it's really like a beautiful goodbye from Flip Saunders that Tyus Jones is so great. Oh, that he was the guy that Saunders didn't they trade up to get him or something? Well, he's like a Minnesota guy. Mm -hmm. Like they're both Minnesota guys. Apparently, like Flip Saunders had known Tyus Jones his whole life. Because he's a Minnesota guy, and like he traded up to get him, it was like a big, it was a big home home yeah. state thing. Yeah, that is, it, that's a real Minnesota thing. Like we gotta give Joe Mauer a seventeen year contract because he's from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of that happens. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but I just yeah. I love Flip Saunders, man. Such a sweet man. Yeah. So Jones is All good. Right. Teague's been good. Just uh, the they West might be, sucks. If they can get some, like that is a team that could really use uh, a bought out guy. I don't know. Nobody on. I can't think of either of fire sale teams do not particularly help the Minnesota Timberwolves. Unfortunately, no. Um, oh yeah, who do you think is gonna? Who do you think is gonna end up making the playoffs now? In the I last. S- Still think the Nuggets are going to make the playoffs at the back end because uh, I think Jokic is the best player on these shitty fringe playoff teams. Yeah, although if Gobert uh, is back soon, I think the Jazz will make it for sure. Because I'm, I'm uh, pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced 
that Memphis and the Clippers are just done. Yeah, me too. So that kind of takes out the bottom of the field. And, you know, the Blazers will definitely make it. I think the Wolves will definitely make it. Um, but, yeah, those bottom three spots. I mean, the... the uh, bottom two, I guess. The Thunder are going to make the it. The Pelicans? Yeah, so it's Pelicans, Jazz, Nuggets, Clippers, Grizzlies are like five to make two spots. Is that right? I still think the Nuggets. I still think it'll be the Nuggets. Yeah, it just sucks with. It's um, going to be the Nuggets, the Jazz, or the. Or Boogie. (laughs) I I think if I had to bet right now, I would say Pelicans and Jazz. And the Nuggets do not make it. But possibly that's because I watched the Jazz and Nuggets play tonight. I just think the Jazz can't score. The other thing is uh, the Jazz are I mean, Derek one Favors se- had to score 24 points for them to win tonight. They're also 1-7 and seven on the road. Yeah. And the Pelicans... I, I, love, I love what Boogie's doing. He's great, but uh-huh. I still... Feel like we're in store for the that two week Anthony Davis injury that really fucks them. Yeah, I th- I think that'll happen. It's just Millsaps out for so long. Yeah, I just and look, Millsaps really good, um, but I just think Jokic is the real deal. Sure, I just don't think he's. I I think like. I think their top talent is so overwhelmingly ahead of those other teams that it's going to be enough. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just, you know, we, we've we gone over the Pelicans roster so many times. And, like, <laughs> Rondo's like if even think, worse than expected. Right. <laughs> and if we thought, if we think the Clippers are in a perilous place because Blake Griffin got hurt or the Grizzlies because Mike Conley got hurt. I mean, that could easily happen to the Pelicans if either Boogie or Anthony Davis go down. Then they have to play, like, Alexis Ajinsa and shit. I kind of feel like they still wouldn't play Ajinsa. They'd just be like, all right, Tony <laughs> Allen, you're playing the five. Um, all right, you want to do an ad read? Yeah, let's do an ad read. Um, we have a new sponsor this week. It's a supplier who gives you great bath and bedroom products at great, great prices. It's called Leangelo Ball and Branch. Here's how it works. Leangelo Ball and his teammates acquire the finest luxury towels and sheets all over China. Then, they sell them to consumers at the lowest prices you're going to find anywhere. How? They steal that shit. Using their proprietary blend of oversized backpacks, baggy clothes, and straight-up running out of markets holding giant piles of bedding, they reduce their production costs to almost zero. If they get placed under house arrest at a hotel, they loot the hotel's linen closet. These prices are a steal, or at least a misdemeanor shoplift. Donald Trump may be feuding with LeVar Ball, but even he can get behind a disappointing son doing illegal shit in a foreign country. There's no better way to restore the trade balance with China than sending over a basketball player with no professional future to thieve his way through China like a modern-day Genghis Khan. The sheets are softer than Lonzo's defense, and the towels get more fluffing than Kyle Kuzma during a Lakers home broadcast. Improve your true shopping percentage and cash in now. Leangelo Ball and Branch, the only way the Ball family delivers from distance. All right, thank you, Leangelo Ball and Branch. Wow. Uh... The big 
big brancher brand. Um, <laughs> big baller right. branch. <laughs> yeah. Two stories. There's three on our rundown. I'm skipping the sad one. We can talk about it later yeah, this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Um, so we have to talk about this guy. Uh, in a way, he's... He's one of our enemies, I feel like. He's I feel one like of the, the we, ongoing round ball rock enemies. I'm going to say he's specifically... We we always considered him an enemy, and it's possible that frequent guest Mike Malloy elevated him to arch enemy. Yeah. Lowered, elevated, whatever. It's the same. Um. So Derek Rose is probably going to retire. Yeah. Well, he's <laughs> thinking about retiring. It's the second time in as many years he's just left one of his teams uh-huh. uh, for no reason. <laughs> no apparent reason. Just not even. I mean, an at excuse. least he told the Cavs where he was going this time. Well, he told us. He told them he was going. I don't. Know. Yeah, but he didn't like. He didn't. It's know not that... like he no called no shows yeah, like he did with the Knicks. <laughs> Again, an automatic firing at nearly any minimum wage job in America. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, he, he doesn't enjoy playing basketball, which is good because no one enjoys watching him play basketball or play (laughs) basketball with him. So he seems like he's like, it's weird because he, he clearly isn't the worst backup point guard in the NBA, but it seems like. He's the saddest backup. He's oh oh yeah oh yeah a guy a guy who's like a went, like won the MVP, played one more season, and then was never good at basketball again. Look, I Sean, I've never seen the movie On the Waterfront, uh-huh. but I sort of imagine Derrick Rose being like the 21st century version of the Brando character and on the waterfront. Well, like, it's like his knee was throwing games. <laughs> I mean, I think his attitude was throwing games. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because he's he is the youngest NBA MVP of all time. He's also going to be the only MVP not to make the Hall of Fame. Yes. Because there's no fucking way he's making the Hall of Fame. And he was a pretty questionable MVP pick. I'm going to say he shouldn't have even won MVP that year. No, I mean, thank God he won MVP that year or else we'd have to be talking about Dwight Howard MVP. Oh my God. He would have won the MVP. (laughs) (laughs) God, it's like, well, well, what's the other, that's a real Sophie's choice. (laughs) Derek Rose or Dwight Howard. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it'd just be like, would the MVP trophy have to register as a sex offender at that point? <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, Dwight Dwight Howard was second. It was not particularly close. LeBron was in third that year. Um, yeah, that's well, the, the first year with the Heat. Oh, yeah, there's right? no way he would have he could have possibly won the MVP that year. Yeah, because uh, the everyone decided he was a monster. Dwight Howard had <laughs> a... So all he did was raise millions of dollars for the Boys and Girls Club of right. America and pick a new job. Oh, man. Dwight Howard was way, way better 
the Derrick Rose that year. Yes, by the way. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard or Chris Paul should have won the MVP that year, probably. Uh, or LeBron. Chris Paul's but... monster year was the year Kobe won. But yeah, he was he was better than Derrick Rose as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, Chris Paul just was. I I don't. The team, his team, must have been bad. Well, they weren't that bad, but yeah, they. Uh, Chris Paul was like the second best player in the league that year. I mean, LeBron <laughs> was the best. Dwight was second. Chris Paul was third. So, but yeah. Um, Derek Rose. But the no, other Derek weird Rose thing is because he, yeah. he dunked a lot. <laughs> and on the I, Bulls. And, no, it was because people were mad at LeBron, and the Bulls had a better regular season yeah. record. And people were like, wow, Derrick Rose, definitely the star of that team. No talent around him at all with Lou Dang, Todd Gibson, Kyle Korver, Yoakam Noah, and a not past his prime yet, Carlos Boozer. Here's the weirdest thing about that roster you just read there. Yeah. Um, doesn't it scare you? Um... Because of what happened to all every single one of those players except Kyle <laughs> Korver in such a short amount of time. Oh, that they all kind of like burned out and weren't. The, I mean, I don't think. Well, I mean, Derrick Rose. It's did like play a death lot of touched them. God, I mean, the the thing that's the deceptive thing is that a lot of those guys were kind of old already. But uh, well, no, Noah was. Yeah, so Noah. <laughs> Done at thirty. Derrick Rose done at twenty three. Um, Lou Dang fighting for briefly fighting for his life on the operating table. <laughs> Tonch Gibson seems to have like shook it off, but now he's playing for Thibodeau again. That's why. I mean, <laughs> you just can't leave but him. Like it still feels like Tonch Gibson had his time in the wilderness there. You know what I mean? Well, I think like he, had he came to... out a different man. It's like they—they're like the band of brothers. Yeah. They like all went to war, and like most of them died. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it was like as long as Thibodeau was there leading their campaign, they're like, "We can, we can go. I can still operate this machine gun with one arm." And then Hoiberg arrived, and like the morale of the army just declined, and they're like, "Well, I guess it's time to take my own life in this trench." Like, Kirk Heinrich was also on that team, Sean. <laughs> right? Yeah, he, Wasn't he? Well, he eventually came back. <laughs> he came back. The, the He was not on the MVP year, but he was on the other team, the next one. Um, yeah. Uh, and they added Richard Hamilton after the MVP season. Like, those guys might as well. You naming those guys at starters, it they make more sense in 19... 19- 89. There's a ton of guys who are then... contributors on this team, though, because they, like, uh, you know, he wins the he wins the MVP. The next year, they're good again. They they win 50 games instead of 62, but they add Jimmy Butler and Omer Ashik, who, again, very overpaid and terrible now, but very was, nice was to have good. when he was, like, 26. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Derek Rose, man. Also, he's the Derrick Rose rule is named after him. Yeah, because he was so quote unquote good. It's amazing. It's like it. It kind of people goes are going to be mad at us for slandering his good years. I think, but let's be honest, he was never that good. 
He was good. I mean, he was he was, he was good. Yeah, yeah, he was a good player. He probably shouldn't have won the MVP, but he probably should have been first team All NBA that year, and was an awesome. Those Bulls, t- two years of being, two years of awesome Bulls teams, and then he hurt his knee, and he, you know, just never was able to come back. You know who hopes he retires? Adif. Besides all of the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers, <laughs> uh, uh, Adidas. Oh my God! This did is... you know they're still making signature Terracro <laughs> shoes every year? So they're they're obligated to do that every year. And how many years does he have left on this deal? Uh, I want to say eight. I think <laughs> right? it, yeah, it's either seven or eight. He has eighty million dollars. That's why he can't retire. And I think he probably is not in breach of his contract if just no one signs him. What I if d- he goes to China? <laughs> because it's just crazy because him playing basketball at all is worth like $10 million a year. More than that. Um, just in shoe money. Mm-hmm. But God, But he clearly does not enjoy basketball anymore. I don't think. I mean, no. he, have you seen him on the Cavs? Like, yeah, it. He 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 looks just unhappy. Like like he doesn't look like he's like taking care of himself necessarily. Um, wait. Okay. So just okay. Obviously, he has a lot of money incentive for him not to retire. Can I ask you? So there's been a Derrick Rose signature shoe every year since like like 2011 2010 uh-huh. and so there are years where Derrick Rose plays like 10 games and Adidas is just dutifully developing and marketing like the D-Rose 7 mm-hmm. who is designing these shoes at this point uh, I bet there's like a robot that does it yeah like, at this point they're like eh, this human intelligence would be wasted like at one point are they just going to switch to like an orthopedic shoe or like something like a senior citizen could wear in a shower <laughs> it's like, because who's uh, buying them members of his immediate family maybe but even they I feel like would get bummed out and they'd be like oh, time to wear some shoes I guess oh, Derek Rose they just end up being tennis balls you put on the end of a walker. <laughs> like, what's the feature? Is that an air bubble? No, it's actually medicine for corns. So <laughs> you squeeze right, it and it, it gives you enough bunion about, relief. Enough about Derrick Rose. By Good. the way, with him sitting down and leaving the team, the Cavs are now an unstoppable yeah. juggernaut. All they had to do was play Jose Calderon. Um, all right. Um, the Rockets, Sean, yeah. are on fucking fire. They, yeah, they apparently had a better uh, offensive rating and scoring differential than any incarnation of the modern Golden State Warriors. So that would yeah. be, I guess, since the 2014-15 season on. Also, since Chris Paul has come back, or it might be – I saw this stat last night. It might be all season. He has 65 assists and eight turnovers on the year. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would think so. It's crazy to to not turn it over that much in the D'Antoni uh, system too. And uh, 
the Rockets and Nets combined to shoot 89 three-pointers. <laughs> like, that's that's the crazy thing that um, it makes me very excited to watch them and encouraged about their regular season success, but also it's like it just feels like it's too much of an obvious trick. And, like, when they played the Spurs... The Spurs had a couple games where they got torched from the outside, but mostly they were like, we're just not going to let you shoot 53s. And once they weren't able to do that, they lost. So, <laughs> so like, they seem like they have a good defense now. Um, Mbaba Mute was a plus 59, I think, in a game. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, but uh, I feel like they still maybe have the same postseason worries, even though I think PJ Tucker and uh, Luke Richard are awesome additions for the defensive side. It still kind of feels like this is a team that's going to be way more successful in the regular season. Uh, yeah, I he's still only playing like six guys, right? I mean, that's the problem with Mike D'Antoni teams. I mean, they might just have enough blowouts that their minutes have been known, but well, let's see how many how many minutes a game do you think James Harden is playing this year? Thirty-eight. He is playing. Hold on. Thirty-six minutes a game, so he played, which is down point four from last season. Mm-hmm. And he played thirty-eight minutes a game in fifteen sixteen. Um, he generally plays 38 minutes a game for Houston, so um, it seems like he is not particularly resting more than last year. And, uh, I mean, they've been blowing teams out. It seems like he'd be able to kind of rest a little bit. But, yeah, it seems like they they play eight guys now. It's a pretty – oh, no, they play nine guys, nine guys. Counting Tarek Black, and then Nene's hurt right now. So I guess they, yeah, Eric Gordon. When everyone's when everyone's healthy, the bench is uh, Gordon, Tucker, Amute, and Nene, and then Tarek I mean, Black can jump in. There. I cannot wait for that uh, playoff series between them and the Warriors. Well, you're gonna have to wait because they're gonna lose to the Spurs in the second round. So. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and Mike D'Antoni's going to just try to murder Greg Popovich, I think. Like, that's what it's going to come down to. It's just like somehow you're like, how is Pau Gasol guarding James Harden for 15 minutes a night? And it's like, I don't know. They just uh, they turned it up. Um, I am curious if um, a team that was really dominant in rebounding could also possibly... Uh, Shut down the Rockets, but I don't know. I mean, they seem great, though. They're playing awesome. Uh, yeah. The rest of those guys, D'Antoni. Rest them. Yeah. Um, just lock up that two seed. Yeah, just dude. Just go for it, man. It's not going to be that hard. Yeah. <laughs> the Spurs Again, will let you have it. They fucking suck. The West fucking sucks. <laughs> In fact, it does not even seem impossible that they would get the number one seed. 
I kind of right. think the Warriors would go for it eventually if it was really felt like it was in doubt, but it's not. It's not like totally unlikely. Um. All right. This is this is our show. Yeah, that's it. Um. Heads up, everyone. Frankie Muniz lost Dancing with the Stars, uh, but he is going on tour with the Dancing with the Stars tour in a few weeks. So he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> he's gonna injure himself. 100%. Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just just read the Yard Barker column. Oh my god. Um. All right. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter. Where, look, I'm I'm on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, but I'm actually going to read a tweet for, that I retweeted as Frankie Muniz uh, about Dancing with the Stars. Um, and I'm going to read you this verbatim. Uh, it's from the actor Brian Cranston, and it says... Despite how old and studious I look, I was thrilled to see my son at Frankie Muniz excel in an arena that he started as a raw beginner. He worked so incredibly hard. Beyond proud of him. Hashtag dancing with the stars. And then it says IMG-2009.mov. So he he tweeted the name of a movie file. Yes. (laughs) Or a gif. Stephen A. Smith style. Oh my god! Did you see his? Uh, clearly, fu- Frankie Muniz asked him to tweet that. Yeah. Would be my guess. And he copied and pasted something. <laughs> I, I imagine him like brushing like dust off his hand and like walking away from his laptop after that. <laughs> also, did you see his follow-up tweet? Cranston's. Yeah. No. It was <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. Skyler. Jesse. Pretty good. Um, actually, though, his follow-up tweet to that tweet, Sean, was, despite how old and studious I look, I was thrilled to see my son at Frankie Muniz excel in an arena that he started dot 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 fb dot me slash eri nine zero Oh, sorry. Weird ending. Uh, Weird ending to this episode. Shut it down. Let's go home. Yup. Trust the process. (laughs) Guile to get the ball. Four point game. Here comes Carter over the rookie barns. Marion with an offensive board. And back out it goes. And so they'll work with one more shot. And the clock now at 13 to play in the half. Looks like Carter hurt himself on that play. He's oh, actually he asking for a timeout. He slipped. He's saying, okay, go ahead. But it seemed like he slipped after taking that jump shot. Four on five. Collison. And oh, Carter, what injury. Look at him sky inside. Was it a decoy? That was a Paul Pierce. It was a Paul Pierce on the he didn't have to go off and act like he was hurt. We <laughs> thought the stretcher was going to be called. Uh, I tell you it what, was a decoy. It was. He slipped and he said, okay, well, wait, I'll cut. Wait, I feel much better now. I can dunk. <laughs> I'm on TV. I'm not hurt anymore. We'll take a break. Then we'll take you to Atlanta for the sprint halftime with the award.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.